This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, Allison Parsons, Jeremy Samples, Blair Freeman, Jason McDonald, Dustin Jablonski, Patrick Gaffney, and Wendy Lippert, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode, 46 Centimeter. On this spoilerific bonus episode, everybody in the world reviews the February 4th show in Springfield, Illinois at the Sangamon Auditorium from Weird Al's 2023, The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Wow, did you invite the whole auditorium? Holy cow, everybody's here at this concert review. The concert was sold out, and this bonus episode is sold out. We are totally packed here. Uh, we got a ton of friends, uh, some new people uh, to podcast land. Uh, so let's really briefly... Uh, first, we we know and love them. Let's talk. To, let's say a quick hello to Allison Parsons and Jeremy Samples. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. Going good. Uh, we also uh, will remember uh, Blair Freeman from the Chicago episode. Hey, everybody. And uh, Jason McDonald from one of the Caverns episodes. The first Caverns show. Okay. Um, and then uh, we got our new folks here. So uh, Dustin, why don't you say hi? Hi. Uh, it's great to be here. And Patrick. Aloha. And Wendy. Hello. So we have a, a full house here. Uh, <laughs> lots of uh, listeners, lots of uh, great friends here. And uh, Dave, we were all just at a pretty stinking majestic show. I know I didn't give you a spoiler alert, but it was a pretty stinking majestic show. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> sounds like it sounds like it might be a good one. It sounds like at least at least a lot of people want to talk about it. So that's a good sign. <laughs> yes. I'm promising, promising. Yeah, if, if we if we all like we're avoiding eye contact after the show, um, you know, we would not be here to <laughs> talk about it. Um so I just want to ask a little logistics thing here. Uh, are you like all crammed into this tiny little closet? Because that's what I'm picturing. In yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Supplies. <laughs> Have you seen like the pictures of like the Guinness World Record where they put like 30 people in a phone booth? It's like that. Yes. That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. <laughs> well, I hope I hope somebody grabs a picture at some point uh, when the opportunity arises. Yeah, we'll so we'll I do like a selfie video because I don't think there's a, a camera lens wide enough for all these people. <laughs> <laughs> We're all spread out across the room. Um, so let me just say we uh, we got up today and um, we uh, we got on the road and it was about a four hour journey for uh, for Jeremy Allison and I and. Uh, Dave, I need to update you and the audience on the hotel situation because if you remember from uh, the last um, uh, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode, I had double booked my hotel room uh, in Nashville. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, it never got resolved last night. They told me I needed to go to the front desk this morning. Uh, so I did. And the guy gets all indignant on me and he's like, hey, man, uh, it's just being sarcastic. Um, but that's just great. And uh 
he said, well, you paid the Hotels.com, so I can't give you a refund, even though Hotels.com said you have to get the refund from the hotel. So I called them, and um, as I was explaining the situation, they're like, you know, you're double booked in Springfield, too. <laughs> so oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what the hell <laughs> went on, but I, uh, I'm an idiot, I apparently. <clears throat> I, I do blame our uh, terrible... Uh, filthy intern Frank for messing up all these travel logistics, um, costing me extra money. So we will definitely be docking uh, his his. You uh, will will give him a negative dock, so he has to pay us more. <laughs> well, you give Frank one one. You think it's one simple little task? All he needs to do is find you a a hotel room the size of a closet, size of a phone booth, <laughs> and book that for you. And he goes ahead and he just messes everything up. It's typical, <laughs> Frank. This is what we have to deal with on a daily basis, dear listeners. It is awful. It is awful. It's terrible with this intern. <laughs> terrible. Well, let me say, Dave. We we got in and uh, we had a little bit of time. Um, so I think we all just took a quick nap and then we decided to, uh, meet up with everyone. Most of the people here, um, we all met up at a place called, uh, McAllister's, which I believe is a, a chain. Is that accurate Midwest folks? Yes. <laughs> okay. Everyone agrees. That it's a chain. Um, as soon as we, oh, oh and by the way, uh, Blair met us at the, uh, the hotel and, and carpooled with us. So we go over to McAllister's, and the first thing we see on the um, the the sign outside is Spuds. They <laughs> sell Spuds, <laughs> and they call them Spuds at McAllister's. And their menu has Love like it. seven different types of Spuds, and there's Spuds all over the place in there. Um, so it was, uh, I think it was this group, Sans Wendy. Sorry, Wendy, we didn't know you were here. Uh, we would have invited you to dinner, but it was uh, Jeremy, Jason, Allison, Dustin, Blair, and Patrick, uh, and myself. And uh, we had a quick bite to eat, and uh, the plan was to head over and see if we could catch some Jeopardy. Um, but I, I wanted to also mention, not only did McAllister's have spuds on the menu, uh, but they did serve Ruben sandwiches as well. <laughs> Did wow. anyone get the Ruben here? No. no, no. I've had it from there before because we eat there all the time. But so it's right. a Ruben. Okay, okay. So the ideal, if you really want to be the Weird Al meal, you get the half and half. So you get a half Spud and a half Ruben. <laughs> I I did get a half Spud, and I I. I I gotta say, I'm addicted to their spuds. Uh, quite, quite tasty. <laughs> I did the full Weird Al meal with the spud and the white stuff. That Oreo cheesecake. <laughs> wow, this place was really. This must be a Weird Al fan running this place, or at least yeah. inspired the menu. Well, and Dave, as you and everyone knows, um, one of my cat's many middle names is McAllister, so. The fact that we went to McAllister's um, was very apropos <laughs> for Coogan's. How nice. <laughs> <laughs> so in honor of Coogan's. Um, so we got to Jeopardy. We got to say hi to Marnie. And, um, of course, I've been asking her um, incessantly about the shirts <laughs> that have the two Hawaii dates added. And finally, yes, they were available. So, Dave, um, you can check it off the list. 
you don't need to worry. I did get you and myself uh, a shirt with the Hawaii dates added in the bottom. And oh, excellent, excellent. That 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 makes me feel so much better. I was freaking out <laughs> this whole time, just hoping, hoping that I would get one of these shirts. And I will confirm, not have to wait, not have to wait till the end of March to get it. So I, I will, I may have to wait to end of March time I see you, but you know what I mean. Yes. At least I know it's secured somewhere and somewhere safe, if I can call your collection safe. <laughs> yeah, well, I uh, I definitely have uh, – it's, it's very safe. Uh, I brought an entire um, airtight Pelican suitcase just to transport these shirts back uh, in one piece to New Jersey. <laughs> so next weekend when I see you, Dave, I, I appre- <laughs> we'll have to – I appreciate uh, that very much. Uh, And speaking, just just I want to say something. Uh, Speaking of Coogan's, uh, I do want to say that I do have a uh, an extra special guest with me here. I have AJ walking around and uh, asking me to headbutt her, so you may hear her chatting in the background. All right, hi AJ, welcome to the podcast. Uh, The more the merrier (laughs) for tonight, I guess. (laughs) Um, So we got to we we got that. and uh, we went into Jeopardy. I went in a little bit late, and um, Blair uh, told me that um, special guest Ruben uh, made an appearance. What can you tell us about that? <laughs> oh, well, uh, I barely caught it. I don't know if anybody else was in there earlier than I was, but Ruben uh, seemed to be goofing around on his phone, kind of stumbling around. And, <laughs> on the stage? Uh, yeah, on the stage. <laughs> And it wasn't clear what was going on. We were trying to find our seats. Um, but um, I guess they we're having some technical difficulties, which uh, JW uh, kind of uh, pointed out later on. And uh, But at that moment, JW requested someone uh, radio Hawkeye. And so that was when Ruben left. Uh, <laughs> it seemed like maybe he was he was on the mission to uh, track down Hawkeye. So oh, awesome! Yeah, so he was only out there for a little bit and then took off. Well, when I came in, uh, Hawkeye was on stage, and um, JW commented that it's a celebrity Weird Al Jeopardy with all these special guests, uh, including Harmonica Man Hawkeye. Uh, and uh, Ruben, so uh, star-studded Jeopardy event tonight. As well as Melissa uh, doing the questions. That's right, yeah. Melissa was filling in for Marnie um, as uh, Vanna White. Wow. Yeah, so. Great, wow. (laughs) It was a a really fun fun Jeopardy, um, and... uh, the there was a uh, a younger girl there and she she just destroyed uh it was it was really great to see um it's it's amazing all these little kids who don't seemingly know the answers they win um <laughs> by large margins and uh, it's just inspiring to see <laughs> so uh dave i will give you the uh the trivia uh, or not the trivia, the, uh, d- the final Jeopardy question, although I think it's going to sound kind of familiar to you. Um, Wendy, <laughs> okay. you, you were there, so you, you didn't hear um, Jeopardy, did you? No, I was not there. Okay, so if you want to try and answer this, you are welcome to as well. Um, so Dave, the question was, what is the only Weird Al song to feature both Eat It, uh, the word Eat It, and Fat in the song? 
So Dave, while you're you're thinking about it, Wendy, do you have uh, an idea of this? Wendy has no not not a clue. Um, immediately, I was sitting next to Blair. We looked at each other and we we're like, "Did we hear this one before?" Uh, Dave, I believe UH Jeff told us this one on a podcast episode. Um, oh well. So if you get this now, wrong, now that really puts the pressure on me. <laughs> I, I, we're going to replace you with a tarantula if you get this wrong, Dave. That's pretty much. <laughs> well, y- you might need to start auditioning because this is this is just a guess at this point because it is it is late. It uh, is. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, the first thing that popped in my mind was grapefruit diet. Oh, sorry, Dave. Yeah. Uh, get a ketchup. Packet, how does it go? Uh, Dump the flavor packet on it and eat it. My wallet's fat. That it's full, full of ones. ones. It's all about the Washingtons. Right. Yeah, it's uh, whatever you like. Is the song? <laughs> Dave hung up on us. He's. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, He's horrified. I had to. I had to step away because uh, AJ needed to get downstairs. Okay. So I, I heard what you said. So I. So I apologize for that. But uh, no. Okay. Yeah. And now I do remember uh, UH Jeff saying that. You're okay. Okay. That you brought it back up. But yeah. I don't know. I don't think I would have in the in the pressure of being up on stage. Uh, you know, with the the lights on you, with the audience on you, the the everyone quacking along and just you know, the pressure, time pressure. I don't think I would have gotten that one. Wow. Well, I I knew it immediately, and so I actually ran up to the stage and I told the the little girl the answer, and she won. She got it right. Oh. oh. There well, was that, that was very nice of you, Ethan. There was one point in the in the uh, Jeopardy where the guy. Um, the one guy, the guy in the middle, he actually knew quite a bit, right? Oh, yeah. He was answering quite a bit, right? Um, and then the question came up. Uh, I think the question was, um, what city is the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota in? <laughs> and it was the Daily Double. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and the guy's like, well, I don't know this question, so I'm not betting any money. Because, of course, uh, people don't wager money before they hear the question in Weird Al Jeopardy now um and so i yelled out from the audience he said i'm gonna bet nothing because i don't know the answer and uh so i yelled out from the audience uh what did i say take all his money away <laughs> take all take it take all, all away points. take all his points, <laughs> points away yeah. and jw was like take all his points away okay and he, just, <laughs> he dropped him to zero <laughs> and gave it to the girl the little girl <laughs> So I'm glad to have ruined that uh, no that guy's <laughs> chance at victory. <laughs> but really, uh, Dave, he should have been listening to the podcast, and he would have known uh, the answer yeah, is, well. of course, Darwin, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Discover Darwin. See, that's why you need to listen to those ads. I don't know if you heard uh, Blair uh, podcast world, uh, but he said, what if he said Dassel? <laughs> <laughs> Close then up. you would have lost all your points, and you would have had to give up some additional points back to JW. Right. <laughs> You'd have to work as a dishwasher. Negative and numbers. Earn, earn the points back. <laughs> JW probably say, close enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, after Jeopardy, uh, Blair, you spotted someone wearing a really cool jacket, a 
a close personal friends of Al tour jacket. This is like one that only went to uh, touring crew and and uh, very important VIP kind of people. And uh, so we we're kind of speculating, like, is that real? Is it? And I was like, well, why don't we just go talk to the people? They're gonna they're gonna want to talk to us, I'm sure. And uh, they were very happy to share the story. Um, it was. Um, uh, Carrie and her son Maxwell. Maxwell was wearing the jacket and is the uh, 1985 Stupid Tour uh, tour jacket, and it is Steve's, uh, Steve J's jacket. Wow. And um, I was like, how did you get this? And uh, they said at one point, uh, you know, many years ago, um, Steve was selling his red bass guitar that was used on a number of songs. And it was signed by him and the entire band and the entire crew. And uh, so she wow. bought it. And um, when she bought it, Steve uh, sent along the, the jacket. So uh, really cool story, really cool piece of Weird Al history. And um, it, Yeah, absolutely. She did. Yeah, Blair's reminded me. She was given the choice between two jackets, either the 1985 jacket or what she say, the 2003 Tour yeah, jacket, a, a more recent one, but and she's and I think she made the right choice. Yeah, it's very nice. Uh, this one was, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so very cool. Um, so then we were just kind of um hanging out. Uh, we had about an hour before the show, and then um, our friend Wendy Lippert came by and said hi to us, and now she's here. <laughs> hi, Wendy, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> So we saw her and, and, uh, of course, Dave, um, uh, I got to meet her for the first time in Chicago and then we both got to see her in, uh, in New York at Carnegie Hall and, but you actually are from around here. Yeah. I live just outside Chicago. So she's a a world traveler, uh, going all around and, uh, you said how many Weird Al shows have you been to? This is my 11th of this tour. So she's going to a ton of shows, and actually, Allison also has a milestone tonight. It's my 69th Weird Al concert lifetime. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so lots of lots of excitement. But I have tonight. to ask you, Allison. Though, did you double count that because you've told me that you you were you celebrated your 50th when we yes. were in Red Rocks? So yes. I, and then you I later told up. me that was your 54th. Yeah, so I like I, I went I don't through know the if list. I trust your math on this one. I went through the list and I double checked with all, like my collection of like ticket stubs and stuff, and I think I've got it now. <laughs> okay. So I think it is all right. Okay. Now. <laughs> and nice. Dave, I know you're going to ask this. No, she did not have a hat that said 69 on it. Oh. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're very disappointed. <laughs> I am very disappointed in that. Um, and I need to know uh, what uh, I need to know what uh, number Jeremy's up to. Four ten. <laughs> okay. So he's close to four twenty. That's actually pretty nice too. Next door. Much easier to keep track when you're at six. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sure the rest of you will fill me in on your concert accounts uh, when we get the correct opportunity to. Yes. <laughs> um, so I do want to mention that there was um, a little like uh, upcoming events kind of program and Weird Al was listed in there. So, Dave, there's a copy for you. Um, anything Excellent. else out of the ordinary happen uh, before we actually went in to sit down? Anyone have anything to share? Well. 
uh, before we got to the the Callisters, uh, Patrick and I went to a bookstore. Uh, I believe it was downtown Springfield, and the uh, person said that Al had visited that store some years ago, and I talked him into showing me the picture, and it looked maybe what would you say, Patrick, from like the running the scissors tour years ago. Okay, so yeah, it was really neat to see um, a lot of different fans. We actually saw some other Al fans walk in, and then we walked across the street to a uh, uh, record store, and the uh, uh, the employee there also had met Al, and uh, was attending the <laughs> show as well. So they said the entire band came into the bookstore, and I think the record store too. Wow, it's the the last time they yeah this was uh, uh, not they didn't come this time around into the into the stores, but. Uh, so it was really neat to the see. Guy, the guy literally had said to me, I'm surprised they're not in here yet. They normally come in here as soon as they come into the hotel. <laughs> wow. I think with probably still with COVID and stuff, they're probably being careful about some of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Wow, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Did they say anything about like what Al bought? You know, we're like, oh, Al bought this book, so... I went out and read it or anything like that. He said, we didn't go upstairs. They have like 30,000 LPs. We didn't make it upstairs. Um, wow. But he did say that the L- the comedy section was approved by Al. Al- wow. Al, Al appreciated his <laughs> That's selection. A- Very cool. The bookstore, if anybody's curious, was the name of its Prairie Archives. Prairie Archives, okay. Basically, like if you remember like going into a used bookstore when you were a kid and there's just piles of books everywhere. That's what it was like. It was wow. really cool. Just pile. As we walked in, what? Dustin, who's a movie buff, he's like boxing up an old monster movie, which is like right in Dustin's wheelhouse, if you know Dustin. And so immediately <laughs> it was, uh, it was, uh, everybody was happy there. Wow. How cool. What? Well, I have to ask you, Patrick and Dustin, were there copies of Weird Al Seriously or Lights, Camera, Accordion in the bookstore? Not that I saw. They must have been sold out. That's okay. The only <laughs> Very cool. The uh, the record store though did say he had it somewhere a autograph thing of Al and the band. He thought it was up on the wall, but when I looked, I didn't see anything up there. Hmm. Did he, they say if they had oh, any cool. any Al albums in stock? Um, no, he didn't say he had any albums in stock, but he did say he did have a in three D autograph by Al that was at his home. Okay, not for sale. He was going to be there until he died. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he was going to be at the show tonight, too, the record store. Great. Runner. That's awesome. Well, cool. Um, well, I guess we should get to the show. Uh, but before we get to that, I want to talk about um, some pretty interesting seating uh, things that happened. Um, this actually took place at dinner. Um, just making conversation. Hey, where are you sitting? And... Uh, Blair, you said, I'm sitting in row D, um, seat 21. And I said, wow, let me look. And I looked at my spreadsheet, and I was row D, seat 22. (laughs) (laughs) So Blair, who bought his ticket (laughs) for the original uh, date of this back in December 2021, Mm -hmm. uh, ended up um, in the seat next to where I bought my single ticket in September 2022, and we were absolutely right next to each other. It was, it was mind-blowing. Wow. Pretty crazy. My my wife wasn't originally going. She didn't give up a ticket and then even got that one or anything. It was just a 
real random coincidence. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was wow. really awesome. That's cool. Uh, but then there was another kind of uh, strange thing that happened. And Allison, you want to tell us? Uh, yeah, I went to, I got my tickets, will call. So I go up there to get my ticket and she gives me two tickets. I'm like, why do I have two tickets? I don't remember getting two tickets. And then I thought about it for a while and I was like, you know, I think I, I don't know if it was StubHub or something. I don't know. For some reason, these two tickets, they came together and there was, I don't know, there was a couple of seats that were, like, real far back, but the good seat was, like, you had to buy both of them. And I was like, whatever. And I just bought both of them and then, like, totally forgot that I'd bought two tickets. So I had an extra one. So and it, I think it was better than the I think it was better than the ticket that Jeremy had. So Jeremy ended up sitting in my other ticket that I bought that I forgot. I, I quickly offered to upgrade myself from the upper balcony. <laughs> to the yeah. Hard, I hard decision. To buy two tickets. Yeah, oh, really? The, I was in the Arctic What is... Tickets, so I had it. Oh, wow. oh wow! Jeez. Holy crap! Well, we just like the extra leg room. We just buy two tickets. So it's real, really spread out. Well, I should say I bought two tickets, but I had two people. So okay. <laughs> extra leg room was kind of would be nice at this venue because uh, while it was a, a nice venue and it looked great, the seats were were not the biggest. Uh, and um, I know during Jeopardy, uh, Blair and I were commenting how. Uh, we felt a bit uncomfortable, and just a few rows behind that, it was probably even smaller seats. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how how anybody else fared, but um, it was it was not um, a super comfortable show. So I, it would have been nice to have an empty seat uh, next to me, but um, we well, we, let me just jump in here sure. again because uh, I have to. Have to just wonder what is going on in in the water out there in the Midwest with you know Ethan uh, booking double hotel rooms. And, uh, sounds like Allison and Wendy are buying double tickets. Yeah, I don't know what's going on out there. It's Frank. It's intern Frank. <laughs> it's all his fault. Um. <laughs> well, so we uh, we actually. Um, on the drive, went from burrito burrito time over to uh, twine ball time. So we're twine ball time, and we're like, "Oh, cool!" So we we get an hour, uh, but then the show is at seven o'clock. So it was just the same. <laughs> <laughs> it all washed out. <laughs> yep. So um, so seven o'clock show. JW took the stage at six fifty nine and uh, brought emo out, who took the stage at seven o one. And, uh, mm. um, like, uh, Allison said at the last, uh, centimeter, uh, again, emo had his EMO sign and he was wearing his Harlequin outfit, the black and gold one. Um, and excellent. There I was... wonder if this is, I wonder if emo even brought a change of clothing. I mean, you know, this is like, <laughs> he's out on the road for like six months and now he's going to be out on the road for like two months. Like that's like nothing any to them anymore. <laughs> So I wonder if he even brought a change of clothing. Well, Blair actually has a little bit of an emo story from earlier, if you're willing to uh, to share. Was emo wearing the Harlequin outfit when you saw him? He was. No, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I stopped by the venue earlier, and uh, um, he was out talking to a family who, um, the husband and wife and two or three kids, they... Uh, young kids, and they had uh, a copy of uh, The Authorized Al. It looked like they were hoping to get autographed at some point. And 
emo i guess they found emo out wandering around and he was having a conversation with them uh i walked up after emo was done talking to them and just said hey do you guys know emo and they said well we do now <laughs> so uh, i guess he was just being friendly uh so i was there a little earlier for some other stuff but then emo came out and i struck up a conversation with him and he asked if I wanted to go walk around the venue with him. <laughs> I said, okay, sure. The so, circumference. Yeah, the outside <laughs> of the venue, on the outside. And he was wearing uh, a long black trench coat kind of uh, coat and just kind of street clothes underneath that. Uh, he had on a, a mask and uh, everyone occasionally would take it down to talk. Um, but otherwise, other times not. Uh, it had me stand a certain... Uh, you know, number of feet away from him, and uh, <laughs> or, and he mentioned COVID, and uh, he's like, COVID's still a thing, but uh, he and sure I walked is. around, yeah, and uh, just like I said, had a nice conversation. We talked uh, about uh, his uh, a good friend of mine uh, growing up in Downers Grove had his mother as her Sunday school teacher. And, wow! Uh, <laughs> oh no way! <laughs> yeah, and and he said. Uh, my mom? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know who she would be qualified to teach anything to. <laughs> I said, well, it was probably kids. And he said, well, she's no theologian, but uh, uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, but no, we, we talked a little bit about Judy Tenuta and Tim Cavanaugh, some comedian friends of his. And, um, you know, Judy had passed away uh, recently and, and Tim uh, recently uh, got over um, his... Uh, 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 pancreatic cancer and anybody just said to me that if he ever gets uh, any kind of a um you know um cancer any anything that's uh, that's a lethal uh terminal illness uh he's not going to tell anybody he's just going to go uh crawl under a car like a, a truck like a cat and curl up and just die <laughs> <laughs> without telling anybody i'm like okay well <laughs> I guess that's up to you, but uh, uh, most of the rest of the conversation was pretty light, and, uh, and uh, we had a good time. He, he told me that uh, his claim to fame was that um, a couple people um, early on in his days when he was riding the bus a lot, um, he scared a couple people into changing seats on the bus a couple times, and one of them was the Unabomber. <laughs> I said... How do you know it was the Unabomber? He said, well, I, I was paying attention and uh, it was around that time. And I, it, I'll add it up. Uh, I put two and six together and uh, and it was the Unabomber. I'm like, okay, if you say so. Wow. But yeah, so I can't remember who the other person was, but uh, the Unabomber kind of stuck in my head. Right. And, uh, yeah. But anyway, it was fun. And then... Uh, he went in the venue and said, uh, hoping, he hopes I enjoy the show since I've seen it so many times. I said, oh, I, I, your material is always great and you're always adding new stuff and tags. And he said, ask when the last time I was, when, when was the last show I saw? And I told him, he said, oh, I've added new things. So you should have some good stuff to hear. So that's pretty much it. And uh, he did have some new stuff tonight. Um a couple things that uh, was not were not new to me, but I, I, I heard you react as if they were new, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, so certainly new stuff since last time we saw him, but new stuff for me, um, and um, I don't know if this was planned or not, but uh, like the um, the other show where 
the uh, please don't take photos announcement um, played. It also played again tonight. So now I'm wondering if it's a bit. <laughs> what did you guys think? I didn't think about it so you just now said it, but now I'm wondering. Is it, a bit? <laughs> it seems natural to me. I think if it was a bit, he would have done it last night. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, pretty interesting. Um, Did that happen Thursday night then? Yeah. Yes, yeah, in uh, Kalamazoo. Um, when Emo mentions the local newspaper, um, the person behind us, we had, uh, behind Blair and I, we had very reactive people behind us. So when he just mentioned the local newspaper name, she went, yup. Like, <laughs> 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 uh, so she was, I guess, very impressed with, uh, with Emo's uh, <laughs> ability to Google local newspaper. Um, and, uh, when, when Emo did, so when the announcement played, uh, he said, you know, he's working on his ventriloquism. He's like, I'll do again, do it again while I'm drinking water, I guess, kind of cueing the sound guy to hit that thing again. Um, but the guy did not play it again. <laughs> so Emo just was drinking water. <laughs> but while he was drinking water, uh, this crazy laugh <laughs> came from someone and he said, uh, oh, yeah, instead of the announcement again, I decided I would do an insane laugh. <laughs> and uh, he said that the the woman's laugh sounded like a uh, witch who just pushed a child down a well. <laughs> and then he said, sorry if you're actually a man and not a woman. <laughs> um, That's pretty much what it sounded like. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, and then Emo... Uh, we usually don't report on, on stuff Emo says, but this stuff was so interesting, I, I wrote it down. Um, Emo asked if anyone had a birthday, and Emo mentioned that his birthday was coming up on February 7th. So uh, I believe that's the date of the Detroit show. Um, so That uh, is, yes. I'll have to try and remember to, if I see him, wish him a happy birthday. Um, and he said, so does anybody have any birthdays coming up? And some guy shouted out that his birthday is uh, February 3rd. And... Today is February 4th, and so Emo pointed out that that's the furthest possible upcoming birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Which was uh, incredible. He was pretty adamant. It was pretty good. Emo was not happy. (laughs) That's ridiculous. That's the furthest possible thing you can say. Yep. Uh, how did everyone else feel about Emo Sa? I thought it was fantastic. He got a standing ovation, of course. I think it went, went over a bit better today than it did yesterday. I think it was a pretty conservative crowd yesterday, and I think some of the... Uh... Brown County, Indiana, get out of here. <laughs> well, I don't know anything about Brown County. <laughs> I do. I, I think there's a one in three chance I would have gotten the state wrong, if you ask me. So. <laughs> Brown County, uh, somewhat ironically named. Oh, okay. That, <laughs> that says it all. <laughs> um, so Emo had a great set, and uh, he uh, he finished around 7.33. Uh, uh, <laughs> twine ball time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Blair and I just uh, hung out and, and chatted at our seats uh, during intermission, did anyone have uh, an experience at intermission they, sh- they want to share? 
guess not. Uh, <laughs> Dave, what did you do during the intermission while we were? Well, <laughs> that would have been eight. That would have been about eight thirty uh, burrito burrito time. So uh, Jackie and I were sitting down and having dinner at that. Oh, hour. okay. So you had dinner for intermission. Um, yes, I did. At seven fifty three, um, for the second night in a row, we heard O Fortuna. Um, and, uh, it started with the lights on and then, uh, slowly the house lights went off and the guys, including Al came out on stage and we heard a very familiar noise, which, uh, Blair and I recognized as the first song of the night, (laughs) Velvet Elvis. Ooh, excellent. And, um, when this, the song started, it was, uh. It was. Uh, I I heard him say, uh, "Not drive-in swap meet, but drive-in soft meet." Did you hear that? Yeah it it was almost like the there were this there were some the sound was not consistent for several songs. I didn't feel like it, yeah things were going up and down. Al, lot, yeah, Al's and, voice was up and down, and and it was yeah, and I feel like. Part of the sound cut out a little bit, and he also, you know, botched the, that little line. Okay. Two, two words, just, uh, and so it, would, it wasn't like he sang the wrong things. It was just kind of like. Just everything was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, was it, we were over on the right side, and so Ruben was right in front of us, and he was having like nothing. He was having some big keyboard problems that first song. He was like hitting it and just going to go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Going I, on. Yeah, I have down that Ruben was doing lots of signals uh, for <laughs> yeah. uh, hand signals for up and and yeah. a little bit of this here, pointing to different keyboards and and giving signals of this one up, this one. I even saw Al give us give an up a volume like sign now, once. That was later when Al. Okay. Owned, uh, yeah, that was later when Al when Al gave the signal. I thought I thought I was saw it on that one right, real early on though. Yeah, um, Al's vocals came up after uh, Jim's solo uh, during Velvet Elvis. Uh, Al's vocals were pretty low, and then after Jim's solo, the vocals were right up, and I thought, oh, good, they fixed it. But then some other songs were more inconsistent until three or four songs in, I felt like. What was uh, also pretty evident was Al's voice sounded very strained, um, as if he might be sick or had a sore throat or something. Uh, So that was... uh, concerning <laughs> it's day three of a you know an international tour um but uh dave he still had his goatee um so this is the oh, third nice. concert in a row where al is not clean shaven um steve was wearing sunglasses and al was wearing a shirt which i've named before but i've now changed the name to uh <laughs> rabid wolverine in my underwear hawaiian shirt you know that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the R W I M U Hawaiian shirt. Uh, because it looks like Can you can you describe yeah, describe what this rabid wolverine shirt looks like? You mean the rabid wolverine in my underwear shirt? <laughs> yes, that one, not the actual just rabbit wolverine one. But <laughs> yeah, the, the rabid wolverine, wolverine is in my underwear. Yeah, one. that's a different one. No, the, it looks kinda like a Wolverine's claws on the shirt. Um there's, oh there's, yes, you, okay. you know what I'm talking about when I say that, right? I now I do, now I do. I think the previous you may have called it something related to Wolverine. I think I before. did, but I think I've improved the name. 
<laughs> and um, so Velvet Elvis was great. And I feel like last night we were talking about how in Graceland uh, he opened the show with Velvet Elvis. So I thought it was uh, it was yes. a, it was interesting to we were talking about uh, how it would be cool to hear Velvet Elvis as the opening song. And then we heard Velvet Elvis as the opening song. He must. He must have uh, us bugged or something. He must I, have your hotel rooms bugged. He must. Uh, so after Velvet Elvis says, "Well, hello, Springfield. How you doing?" Um, this is our. This is a COVID makeup show. Sorry, I got sick. Thank you for being patient and coming back. Um, he said, "Give it up for emo," and uh, emo is like the. Um, dyslexic second cousin i've never had um and uh then i'm trying to understand oh uh al al then talked about the uh how people are somewhat confused sometimes and uh will tweet out that he didn't play eat it or like a surgeon uh he said because tonight we're going to be hearing a bunch of extremely unpopular songs Oh, like this one. And the second song was Lame Claim to Fame. Ah, okay. And this song started off with Al having really quiet vocals. This one where whereas it was like almost hard to hear him and they uh, they had to fix it um, and got it back up. And uh, Al just had, you know, a very gravelly voice for this song. Uh, so it was almost like a... Uh, I don't know a new ver- a new version, <laughs> the extra gravelly version uh, of Lame Claim to Fame, um, and uh, it was nice to see uh, rotating yellow. Uh, Dave, we call the UHF lights. Um, yep, uh, the during- TV lights. Yeah, yes, the Lame Claim to Fame. Madeline calls those the French fry lights. Right? Oh, the French fry lights. I like that. <laughs> oh, I like that. Wow, that's yeah, that's an improvement. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> Madeline is is really on top of things. Like, she's got great insights about about the concerts. Actually, I want to make a comment on uh, what I wore to the show tonight. Um, it was actually something that Madeline made me. Yes. Did she make it? Or yes. okay, Madeline. It, it was a group project from the family. A group project from the McDonald family. Um, a Weird Al Radio logo T shirt. Uh, so Whoa. you remember the Weird Al Radio stunt? Uh, from from the end yes, of December, yes. uh, so it's the the logo, the official logo. It's on on a shirt, and uh, Jason and I were twins tonight. We both are wearing um, Weird Al radio shirts, and I was thinking people were going to come up to us and uh, think that we were the DJs from the radio station. But <laughs> I did not get a single person commenting on not my shirt. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, I do want to point out. Um, what Dustin's wearing, Dustin's wearing one of the, uh, those super cool Hawaiian shirts that were given out at the Alamo, uh, premieres. Oh, yes. And, uh, I didn't actually get to attend one of the premieres due to where I I live um, in the Midwest, but I did have someone that, uh, actually it was kind of interesting. This, uh, fan said, if you would donate to a feline sanctuary, then I will send you a shirt. So I thought, well, that's a really cool idea. So I actually have a friend that has a uh, feline sanctuary down in Evansville, Indiana. So I contacted um, her, and she said, sure, you know, and so that's how that happened. 
wow, so the person had an extra shirt and then said, you find a feline sanctuary. And then Uh I've never heard the name. I've never heard anyone say feline sanctuary before. And it's incredible that you found this person and then you also know someone who. I I knew somebody. (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs) So, yeah, they they, uh, have like a not-for-profit where they take in uh, cats. Is it big cats or like like uh, tigers and no 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 these are these are like uh, house, like house cats yeah they all have mohawks and they they do <laughs> yes <laughs> they all have mohawks you're right that's very important <laughs> uh, oh okay <laughs> one thing I noticed uh, from concert to concert and so you guys will have to check this out uh, next time you go next show. Um, after Al does the first song, when they come out and he start and he is talking to the audience for the first time, he has one arm on one leg and rubs his rubs that arm with his other arm. He'll as he's talking, like uh, almost like he's warming up or whatever. <laughs> he'll he'll have one arm on his on one leg and then with, I've, yeah, I've noticed that before. So does it. After every after every first song, he'll, that's I don't know. His, that's Al's like talk doing the intro. Yeah, uh, motion. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. So, it's huh. not a big deal, I guess, but uh, I, it's very consistent. So, you'll never be able to unsee it. Now. Huh? <laughs> well, Dave, what do you think? Should we add that to the spreadsheet? Should I start tracking that? Which arm? <laughs> <Charm. laughs> Um, no, this was great. So after, I mean, it sounds like a pretty, pretty easy add to the spreadsheet if he does it every concert, according to Blair. Yeah. Well, do we even need to right. track it if if Blair is so certain that Al does it every concert? I mean, I'm as certain about this as I am that you guys suggested the blue lights for generic blues. <laughs> yes. We do need to talk about that at some point. Um, <laughs> I don't know if now is the right time. Uh, I don't know if there will be an appropriate time this episode, so we should uh, <laughs> we should find a find a spot, Dave. Um, but I wanted to say after. Uh, lame claim to fame. Al started talking about uh, how he had a movie come out last year, and um, I will um, I will say this is maybe is one of my all time favorite uh, song intros. He talked about how it came out on the Roku channel, and it was a big hit for the Roku channel. So now they are going to be doing uh, this is a, 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 an announcement, Dave. They're going to be doing biopics. For each band member in Weird Al's band, and he said, <laughs> "Oh uh, wow!" Next, uh, the next one that's going to come out is uh, for his keyboardist Ruben Valtiera, and he he asked um, Ruben who's going to play him in the film, and he said Wilmer Valderrama, <laughs> and then he said, uh, "This next song that's a choice. This next song is from the upcoming Ruben Valtiera biopic." Young, Dumb, and Ugly. The title song. The title song. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Wow. Hilarious. Wow. uh, I love it. Yeah. So it was great to hear Young, Dumb, and Ugly. Um, The sound volume, though, was kind of in and out um, for the first part of the the song. I think this was the last song that kind of had those real bad sound issues. Yeah. but they got it back on track, and uh, I, uh, Blair and I noticed that um, 
Al did not do the sign language for T-R-U-B-E-L, as he's done in the past. And uh, this is also the song where Al, during the uh, kind of instrumental break, usually takes some photos. Uh, so today he took a photo of Kimo. He took a couple audience shots. He did grace the great Stephen Jay with a photo. And then for the first time that I've seen, and uh, I would love to hear uh, Jeremy or anyone else if you've seen it before, but then Al took a selfie uh, before putting his phone away and continuing singing the song. Have you seen that before? I, I've seen it a couple times. Do the, doing the selfie? Yeah. Uh, I think it's the first time I've seen it, so I'm, I'm, uh, maybe I just... Maybe there's Blair. Can you go back and re-listen to all of our <laughs> bonus episodes and find out if, if we've reported on this? If I seen I'll do that before. It's what I do. No problem. <laughs> you got it coming right up. All right. Well, I think that's a as good an intro as ever to uh, move on to something that um, we wanted to talk about last night on the episode, but uh, we wanted to save it because we knew you'd be joining us, Blair. So. Um, Dave, how do you want to introduce this? So, yeah, uh, so I'll give a little background here. Uh, at uh, when Blair was on uh, last on the podcast uh, in Chicago, right, Blair? Yes. Yep, Chicago. Yeah, so he's in Chicago. Uh, he had noted that uh, that I believe the song "Generic Blues" was played, and uh, he had said that um, it was a, either a Dave suggestion or an Ethan suggestion that we had uh, suggested at some point on one of our centimeter episodes that since the song is generic blues, the lighting should actually be blue. And that caught both Ethan and myself a little bit off guard because we didn't remember suggesting that. But of course we took credit for it. Yeah, it, it's and, on uh, brand. That's something taking that credit we, for it. Yeah, it's something we would yeah. suggest. But yeah, I had no memory and of that. And Blair... But. Blair is like is is you know he's a Weird Al super fan so if he he's says, got encyclopedic you know, this is happening uh, knowledge you know, of, yeah, of many exactly, things exactly then so we take his word we're if not he says to question something. yeah we're not going to question Blair and so uh, <laughs> we, you know we rolled with it you know not yeah. thinking that Blair would mislead us in any way <laughs> and I, I believe uh, every time since then that we saw generic blues we talked about how. We took credit for, for yeah. coming up with the idea, that very intricate, uh, you know, not obvious idea that we came up with <laughs> that they used. <laughs> right. Well. Uh, but apparently, uh, I guess Blair uh, Blair has an update for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Uh, it was sitting with me a little uneasily. And so uh, I thought... I'm going to prove that these guys definitely said this. So I went ahead and like any rational human being, went back and listened to every single episode uh, of uh, your recaps <laughs> of all the concerts. And lo and behold, no, you never did suggest that. <laughs> so uh, I suppose... Like Emo Phillips, I stand corrected <laughs> thanks to these orthopedic shoes. So, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, it, I can't yeah, promise it won't happen again. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure they didn't suggest so, the first so, batch of the ridiculously uh, self-indulgent <laughs> advised vanity tour? You know, you bring up a good point. Maybe you should re-listen to all those episodes. 
<laughs> and maybe we were talking about generic blues during the uh, Strings Attached tour. <laughs> that could very For some well reason. be. I guess I have an assignment. <laughs> So, uh, so Blair, you let us know a little bit more information. You said that the uh, first episode that, or at least the ones that you listened to, the first episode where anyone mentions the actual lights in Generic Blues is uh, Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Bonus Episode 15 Centimeter, which is in Pelham, Tennessee. <laughs> and then you uh, I like that Blair had to listen to that... uh, 14 centimeters before we even talked <laughs> about Generic Blues. <laughs> And uh, and what and that mention was is that you said that uh, Dave just says something like "love those blue lights." Reminds <laughs> <So. laughs> like the blue light special. I don't know enough to know about that. At least, <laughs> yeah, the blue light special at Kmart, right? Right. <laughs> So at least, so at least, uh, I mean, maybe we suggested it uh, mentally or something off the air, and it didn't make it on the air. And Al, you know, since he's bugging us, uh, has bugs and spies all over the place. He picked that up, so it was possible. But at least we know the blue lights were there for uh, Pelham, Tennessee, and going on after that. Right. Well, you know, we're we're kind of uh, very jokingly ragging on on Blair for for bringing this in, but. I, I, I think this is really ultimately a compliment um, because Blair was watching the show and he saw something awesome. And his first thought is, I bet Dave and Ethan had something to do with this. And that's what everyone should feel <laughs> when they see something awesome in a Weird Al show. Naturally. So, <laughs> thank you, Blair. Thank you for thinking so highly of us that we would come up with uh, such a great um, idea. Well, you set a high bar that is clearly uh, Al is is taking note of. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> responding to. So, nice job. Keep it up. <laughs> well, so, um, just a spoiler alert, Dave. Uh, they did not play Generic Blues tonight. So, <laughs> I just put that oh, I thought this was a build up to generic blues. <laughs> nope. Uh, Al picked up the accordion and he says, I know what you're waiting for. Um, what? Generic blues. <laughs> generic blues? Yeah. That's what I'm waiting for now. I know what you're waiting for. Uh, so, um, drum solo. And I was, ex- I was. You know, anticipating a one-hit stupid uh, drum solo, but um, he did a little like five to ten hits, little actual drum solo. <laughs> it was brief, but it, you know, uh, it sounded good. And Al did not respond to that at all. He did not say what a guy or anything. Uh, they just went oh, right okay. into when I was your age. Okay. And I'm now realizing I did not pick a Dave's pick of the night. Um, oh, oh yeah. I was thinking about that. I was going to remind you at the end. Don't worry about it. Okay. I'll think about it as we go through. So make sure. Um, yeah. And I'll write it down before you say anything. Um, okay. So during um, when I was your age, um, Ruben was having some more little issues with his monitor. But I guess he just wanted a really tiny adjustment. So he, he was like, he pointed up, but then he like, he did the like the tiny little like pinch symbol, uh, just a tiny bit. Um and it was, uh, it was, I, I was, um, thinking, you know, I'm sitting right next to Blair 
And uh, he also has a notepad. And, you know, Dave, I'm, I'm definitely missing you that you're not out here in these Midwest shows. So it's nice to have another person next to me scribbling notes during a show. Uh, <laughs> made me made me uh, feel like home again. <laughs> and uh, there was uh, great lights, of course, as there always are. Uh, but there was a cool uh, shadow of chemo on the uh, sidewall of the auditorium during oh, this song. Oh, cool, cool. It was pretty cool. I think it was that song that I was noticing that Peaches was, like, really into the grooving, into, like, dancing with that song. That is a good song to dance to. Uh, so I'm not surprised to hear that. Uh, I've got to see Peaches uh, in action uh, several times. Uh, from behind the uh, front of house uh, there. And he really gets into a lot of the songs. Um, <laughs> uh, not just that one, but... Uh, I love that. I love that, you know... Yeah, people... I love that he's such a fan. Um, yeah. And it was cool because he was right behind Allison and I uh, before the show. And, like, I was looking around, checking out the, uh, you know, the, the venue, the place, and he just waves to me. So I'm like, oh, oh cool. Hey, beaches. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dave, I know that um, we're in the middle of talking about this song, but it's time for a Coke Zero solo! Dave? Did you do it? <laughs> I did it! Did you do it? You didn't hear it? <laughs> okay, I didn't hear it. No! It was a stupid uh, Coke Zero solo. <laughs> you didn't hear it. I did it. Just one um, hit? Yeah, just one hit. Okay. Um, so, anyone else have anything? to say uh, from up to this point Steve and Ruben were kind of having fun with each other during when I was your age uh, oh yeah yeah Steve spun around on his stool and and was kind of checking out what Ruben was doing back there and uh, <laughs> since you mentioned that Ruben was kind of having a little bit of issues with uh, uh, you know uh, sound for him uh, he kind of Steve kind of was like what are you doing back there <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> they were just looked like they were having a good time so it was fun to watch him I love I love when the band is just goofing around and having fun and still rocking out and uh, having you know giving us some great music. Um, oh, and also on uh, when I was your age, the tempo seemed to be exactly right, Janae. Yeah, yeah. So for the folks <laughs> who weren't at the, I guess everyone except Jeremy, Allison, and I, who weren't at the uh, Kalamazoo show, um, when I was your age, and another song. Um, they played very like noticeably faster uh, than normal, and uh, maybe the tempo was a little bit off. So back to normal for tonight. Yeah, the first night was too fast. Last night was just a tad too slow, but tonight it was right. So. It's like the three little bears. <laughs> I was like, Billy locking the three bears. <laughs> Tune um, it in. So Al started talking about how uh, you know he knows that. Uh, his albums are often played on family road trips, which is surprising because they're so. Some of his songs are dark, uh, disturbing, and horrifically violent. <laughs> like this next song, uh, I Remember Larry. <laughs> and uh, every time I, yep. I, I see I Remember Larry, I, I love the song and I, I love hearing it, but I, I always get a little bit disappointed that there's not that part in the song where it, like it's louder and quieter from the album. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. All right. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. So either you know it or you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I noticed, um, Allison, I think last night you, you mentioned how 
um, Ruben's shadow was over uh, John, and I noticed that during this song tonight, and it was really cool. Nice. <laughs> Are you awake, Allison? No. <laughs> Allison's no. sleeping. I will not talk to her anymore. <laughs> so struggling. She's but struggling. I'm here. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here. We're glad you're here, at least in spirit. Um, anyone have anything on I Remember Larry? Dave, do you have any questions on I Remember Larry? Uh, did did uh, he sing the backwards message in I Remember Larry? I remember, I think, a, a couple episodes ago, uh, you had an Ethan suggestion that Ruben learned the backward message in I Remember Larry. I still co-sign myself on that one. <laughs> I would love to hear that. <laughs> you know, that actually reminds me. Um, I think we talked about this on the podcast. I went to see uh, They Might Be Giants on New Year's Eve. Um, what was really cool is they actually, uh, they have a song called Sapphire Bullets. And they performed the song completely in reverse. Music and oh, wow. vocals. And what they did is they did it before the intermission, and they said, after intermission, we're going to play it back in reverse, and you can see how good we did. And it was really incredible. Because uh, they're just on stage, like, making weird noises, and, and then, like, uh, after intermission, they played it back, and they it was very close to the actual song. Um, so it was cool. So if They Might Be Giants can do it, Ruben can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so then after the song, Al said uh, he wants to introduce the new guy of the band. You know, he, uh, he's, he joined in 91 and he's still the new guy. Um, <laughs> and well, did I flip the page wrong? <laughs> I cannot read what I wrote. <laughs> he said... Uh, um, um, Oh, we only pick on him because he's weak and defenseless. Yeah, that's what um, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, something about being jealous? What did you... Did you... I wrote weak and defenseless. Weak and defenseless. Yeah. Um, he said uh, he was the keyboard magazine sexiest keyboard player of 1982. Um, and he, he asked uh, Ruben to do the cover pose. He said, nobody wants to see me do that. And... Uh, then people started chanting, and of course he did it, and he did a couple poses, and they flashed the lights and had the photo photographer noises, um, and nice. then uh, Al said, "You may now begin the next song, which was Why Does This Always Happen to Me?" And uh, we were just talking about this song in the car. We, you know, we had a four hour drive today, and um, and we had a four hour drive yesterday. And, um, you know, when I played Jeopardy the, the first night, I got the name um, Ethan Worse and um, Allison is Weird <laughs> Allison. Uh, and Jeremy was bummed he didn't have a Weird Al related uh, nickname. So the best we could come up with was, why does this always happen to Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, whenever Allison sang it during the song, I had to sing it like that. Yeah, even more evidence that uh, we've been bugged by Al. He uh, definitely played yes, that song. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Just for that. Um, 
I wanted to point out, you know, in the song, Why Does This Always Happen to Me? You mentioned The Simpsons, and The Simpsons takes place in Springfield, and we're in Springfield. And uh, fans of uh, The Simpsons will know uh, this reference. As we were driving here, we passed Shelbyville. So I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, not too long ago. Was there any acknowledgement from the uh, audience about uh, hearing uh, The Simpsons? No. In Springfield? Or are they, they're probably used well, to Well, they don't say, now, he I doesn't say Springfield in the song. So it was more of a connection that I made. But um, I feel like they cheered during when he said Simpsons. You know, Did they? I, but I don't, I think it was because of the joke of. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, I think it's because of the joke in the song. Not because they're from yeah. right, yeah. Or it could have been the lady that knew, knew about the paper. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep, yep. The yep. Simpsons. Yep. <laughs> yep. I wanted to uh, talk just briefly, uh, Blair. You made a parody uh, of Playboy called Hey Boy magazine, uh. Uh, which Al ended up tweeting out, and it's it's absolutely fantastic. And I hope you haven't forgotten you need to make me one. Um, but... I, almost, I almost did, but I thought, uh, he doesn't want to haul this back on the Yeah, you on can ship it to me. Yeah. Can, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but it made me me uh, think, because you're an expert now at, at making great parody <laughs> magazines, you need to make a Ruben uh, Sexiest Keyboard Player magazine. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's a good call. So uh, that's your next assignment after you... I... Uh, you print me a couple copies of that magazine. All right. And I hope you fill it with actual content about Hey Boy. <laughs> right, yes, and not just course. paste it to the cover of No, no, no. Something. I would never. Should it, ever it, have Wilmer Valderrama on it? Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, we now we need multiple versions. If that's an official Ethan suggestion, then I'm going to co-sign that one. I like that, uh, that, that magazine suggestion. <laughs> Well, uh, let's play the song, uh, Frank. Come on. It's Ethan Suggestions. Uh, first time I've we've had a suggestion for uh, an assignment for someone not performing to do, but uh, <laughs> better late than never. Um, I noticed, uh, you know, Al, when he says... Uh, turned around and stabbed him in the face. He usually does the stabbing motion, and it was absent tonight. Um, so Ooh. that was uh, um, it was sorely missed. Um, and uh, I just want to point out, I, I'm going to point this out every time I see why is this always happening to me, because um, it's something that I'm, I question, but I guess not enough to actually ask and find out why. But uh, Jim holds his guitar the entire song, but does not play it. Um, so yeah, that is so strange. He's he did that again tonight. Well, maybe not strange. I don't know. It's 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 definitely notable. Yeah, it's intriguing. Song. It's intriguing. I just I want to ask yeah. him about it. Uh, but I always forget until I'm witnessing the song <laughs> being performed in front of me. <laughs> So Al said uh, this next song was written for Rage Against the Machine, but they didn't want it, so we're going to play it instead. And it was I'll Sue Ya. And, uh, you know, Al's, you know, at this point, Al's voice, you know, we mentioned it was kind of uh, a bit raspy. Oh, yeah. We were concerned about it. And uh, 
Blair, you you turned to me and you said, "Man, another screaming song for Al." <laughs> like poor Al, like he he did not go through and and adjust the set list for for his throat, but um, it yeah, was, that is a rough song on Al. Yeah, yeah I'll sue you. It's a rough, rough song. <laughs> and Dave, unfortunately, it is a rough song for you and and the people of New Jersey. It is. Um, it is. And I think you'll be very uh, pleased to know. Um, we'll go around the room and find out, but I can speak for myself and Blair that we both did the thumbs down and we booed when, uh, when Al said he went to New Jersey and it sucked, but did anyone else react with a boo or a cheer? (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Nobody is quite as passionate as us, Dave, uh, (laughs) for your causes. I'm glad somebody in the audience uh, was representing and standing up for New Jersey while I couldn't be there to defend this wonderful state. Let's see. Uh, You'll love this, Dave. So uh, um, Al said the next song, it's an old favorite. We're going to play one more minute, but I want to tell you about the first time it was performed on TV. It was back in 85 or 86, and um, it was – I'm having trouble reading my thing. It's, Al said it was called the Dick Clark Summer Rocking Beach Party – Wingding. Wingding. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. It looked like it said wingding, but I, I didn't believe my own writing. Um, and then uh, – what did what he asked Bermuda to help correct him, and what did Bermuda say? Bermuda said Dick Clark's union pension, and then he said something that Al spoke over. So I can hear the last <laughs> word. Like, did anyone else catch what he said? Like union pension dump or something like that. I don't know what he said. Nope, <laughs> nope nobody knew. <laughs> um, he did say union pension, so then I was like, all right. <laughs> Well, so he he talked about you know uh, the 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 regular story that we know and love about yeah. how they had to live performing in the surf and then had this yeah standards yeah, and practices and had the, to center the yeah. line yes about the tongue yes so he he told it up to that point but then when he said um, he got the phone call from standards and practices they said they um, there was a line that they they couldn't play and. Al said, yeah, 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 self-service pumps, I get it, you, you know, do we have to do it? And they're like, no, 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 uh, the line, uh, clean, clear, and central station with my tongue. Um, <laughs> and uh, he said it would have been good to know what they were going to do, uh, but it wasn't until he was actually watching it at home on TV that they uh, bleeped tongue, which is much worse. And um, yep. so he said... Um, that's network mentality for you. Uh, but then he said they're going to play the filthy uncensored version of one more minute. And <laughs> I love it. Miraculously, after a whole screaming song, I made a note. I thought Al sounded completely normal. This song, <laughs> like his voice was cured. He did. I noticed that. Like what? How? How is that possible? Al is superhuman. Suggestion to him, and then Blair's gonna check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking, uh, Al, you should have your voice sound the same as it normally does. (laughs) And he took that suggestion. (laughs) Uh, I thought it sounded worse last night than tonight. Oh, you thought? I didn't. I don't know that I noticed any. um, 
I was noticing even before he. Um, I, you know, I think the sound wasn't as good last night. That may be, um, especially in that venue. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think great. the sound in that venue was great last night. It I wasn't. wasn't. I wasn't as worried about Al tonight because uh, last night, whenever we spoke to Peaches, he said that he limited down the smoke machine because he didn't want to put too much smoke on Al during during the show. He didn't want to overwhelm him. But tonight, the smoke seemed like it was normal. <laughs> so I figured if he, if, if he did it tonight, that he, either Al was feeling good enough for him to use the smoke machines to their fullest extent, or, uh, you know. So Who knows? I don't, uh, I don't know. You know, it just it blows me away that Al was able to. He came out, and it sounded like he shouldn't be doing the show because it, it sounded like his voice was killing him. And then he just, he was fine the rest of the show, somehow. Um but what was really interesting, so... Well, maybe he needed, like, eight songs to warm up. His yeah. <laughs> he, well, I, I feel rubbing like rubbing his arms song. wasn't enough tonight. He needed eight songs. I feel like there's one song later on <laughs> that it was more evident than the others, which I'll bring up. Okay, okay. Um, now, I want to skip a little bit ahead in the song, and I will say that um, when Al sang the line, the uh, tongue, uh, he you know, he breaks character and sort of, like, looks at the audience... And there was a huge cheer, but we were used to that. We, you know, Al's done that in the past. But what was interesting is because Al specifically called out the self-service pumps line, that also got a cheer when he sang that earlier in the song. So, um, ah, I think if, huh. if if before he sings, if Al just says every line in the song. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not a real Ethan suggestion. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have Frank play the song. Ah! <laughs> you can suggest it, Dave. I don't have a theme song. I can't suggest it. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Well, uh, I think Dave's suggestion should be that Al always the, uses the intro. Uh, for that for that song that he did tonight, because it gives him YouTube revenue. Right? Yeah, Dave, you'll have to report back if you had a spike on your YouTube video after <laughs> uh, the show tonight. All right, I'll have to I'll have to uh, I'll have to check out and see what the count numbers up to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, my only suggestion, my only suggestion, and Al hasn't appeared to have taken it. Uh, I don't know why it's such a great suggestion is to work a lot more references to Red Rump Agouti into <laughs> his song lyrics. That's true, uh, but we still have quite a few songs to get through, Dave. So you may be pleasantly surprised. Um, probably not, but maybe. Uh, <laughs> um, so Al said uh, uh, some good advice he has is if you want a hit song, you got to make it relatable. He's like, back me up, guys. Uh, you know, if you see a flight attendant who's kind of cute, but you don't want to, you know, be creepy and talk to her. Uh, <laughs> instead, just, you know, you, you find, you know, every flight she's on for the next six months and then hope she um, eventually uh, notices you and falls in love with you. Uh, right, guys? Right? <laughs> it's relatable. Um and so, very uh, excitedly, uh, we're, we got to hear Airline Amy. And, um, oh, it was great. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to get to hear Airline Amy this, this run. 
because it's such a, a rare song to get to hear on this tour, seemingly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I did and text... I know our special I guest... Uh, <laughs> I texted her. <laughs> yeah, special guest Alexis Adams must have been excited to, to hear that. She, Yeah, she certainly was. Uh, she wasn't at the show, but she was excited to hear that it was performed. Um, and right. uh, there were uh, those kind of sidewall lights where they were shining on the sidewalls of the theater, kind of like... Um, I, I think in a previous review i said it kind of reminded me of like clouds passing by outside an airplane window so i think that's the effect that they're going for and it looked uh it looked really cool um and i do also want to point out that al plays the tambourine during the song aka the jingle dingle and um (laughs) yep uh i think before the show started blair and i mentioned to each other that um we saw the tambourine and we said i well they're either gonna play airline amy or CNR or both. So Dave, we now know that he did play Airline Amy. We'll see if they if he played both. Um, oh, okay. We'll see. Uh, right. Someone in the audience. <laughs> we will see. Someone in the audience yelled out, "I love you!" And Al said, "You do? Oh man, that's a lot of pressure." <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, then he talked about how um, he wrote this next song in two thousand two which is a pal- palindrome year, and he said um, it would be the last one until sometime next uh, century. And I think uh, because Al's not saying the actual next year, um, I think Al's self-conscious because we pointed out one time that he was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, he <laughs> does not want to risk it. And uh, so I think that counts as uh, Dave and Ethan affecting the show. So Blair, Agreed. I need you to go back. Yes, of course we're taking <laughs> we're taking credit for that. Definitely, definitely taking credit for that. Yep. Uh, but Blair will verify for us. We'll do. Uh, <laughs> but I, I actually have it. When you're done, when you're done with this song, I have an update for you. Okay. Well, um, this song was Bob, <laughs> the only song in Al's catalog that's full of palindromes. And Al, before he did, before the song, he did say, even the name Bob is a palindrome. So it had to be the title. So Bob and uh, it was Bob. It's what you'd expect <laughs> from Bob. <laughs> and okay, Dave, what is your update? All right. So I had our intern, Frank, our no good, lousy, stinking, rotten intern, Frank, uh, check for me and see how many uh, views my uh, Dick Clark rock and roll summer action uh, video of Weird Al and his band lip syncing one more minute on the beach has. And uh, currently it is 7,782 views. And it has uh, 105 likes. And this is great. It has exactly 27 comments. Wow. Um, so. great. So I guess, uh, some other time we'll see if you got any more. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. We'll uh, see. It's an update. So if people <laughs> want to go, you know, as when this episode drops and want to check out the views, the comments and the likes and compare it against those numbers, they can see, uh, just how much influence, uh, 
weird uh, yeah. comments in the concerts have because I'm sure nobody else is searching for this. Right no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder if anybody's searching for a music music. video for Bob by chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if you type in, Bob I have yet music to find video, one. Would anything come up? I don't know. No, nothing would. <laughs> nope. Not from Weird Al. <laughs> Unless somebody else did one. Um, Elsa, there's a weird energy. He feels a weird energy. So let's just do it. Um, the drum solo reprise. And for the first time in this run of shows, we got to hear my drum solo from Bermuda. And Al just said, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they went right into Dog Eat Dog. And uh, Al did not take my suggestion from the other night uh, from the episode that hasn't aired yet to change David Letterman to Dave and Ethan in the song. Uh, So I was very disappointed. (laughs) And Blair, you had something to say? I saw you motion to me. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Any any, uh, comments on Dog Eat Dog? It was nothing out of the ordinary. It was just a a great rendition of Dog Eat Dog. Mm -hmm. Um. Then he actually, said, I've got something to say about Dog Eat Dog. You guys ever are singing that in the car, and you get to the part where you're like, and like the people, <laughs> the people driving next to you are scared. <laughs> I can't say I can't say that's happened to me, but now I want it to. Okay, well, I mean doesn't happen to me i would never do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> next to me alice i'd be like obviously she's singing doggy dog <laughs> she's not having a seizure or sneezing or doggy dog i did notice um and i don't know if we've talked about this but there's there's a part in the song where al grabs his neck and like moves it around with his hand uh to create the noise um and i, oh, I, yeah, yeah. I right. think that's so awesome uh you know <laughs> That uh, that Al yeah, that's is... how SpongeBob laughs. Also, oh the uh, the the neck grab and jiggle. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> we were talking about Tom Kenny. For... We were was I don't remember why. Uh, Allison <laughs> said uh, a oh, SpongeBob quote. Yes, that's and right. Then you asked if I was a SpongeBob fan, and I said, "Oh, I like it. I don't. I'm not obsessive about it or anything." Right. I said, "But I did see Tom Kenny perform live one time, and." That was pretty much it. <laughs> it was on a bill for Roy's But um, uh, a long time ago, I was at uh, a Six Flags show um, when I was in college. So it was 2000, 2001, something like that. 99, 2000. Um, and I had there, uh, at the time, there were these plush um, Beanie Baby parody uh, things out called Meanie Babies or Meanies. <laughs> and uh, and so I was collecting... Very timely. The, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and, uh, but one of the series of these Meanies or Meanie Babies had two significant ones in them. Um, so they, were, they would have things like um, a duck that, that had no head. It was cut off and it was like Donnie Didn't Duck was the name of that one. And it was, had blood coming down and things. <laughs> kind of like Garbage Pail Kid versions of... Oh, of Beanie Babies. Of Beanie yeah. Babies. Oh, yeah. cool. And so uh, one of the series had two of them. One was uh, um, a rabbit called Bad Hair Day. Oh. And one of them was a oh. dog eating another dog called Dog Eat Dog. Wow. And so wow. I got both of those, and I brought them to um, the uh, Six Flags show. And I 
uh, pulled Bermuda over before the show started, and I said, hey, I got these. Um, I kind of got them for Al, but I didn't have any access to Al. So I said, hey, if you want to have one of these and give one to Al, you can pick one. And Bermuda's like, well, I'm taking the doggy dog one. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. And he's like, I'll give Al the, the bad hair day one. I'm oh, like, cool. okay. Yeah. So that's kind of a little dog eat dog story. I love that. That's so great. Now I want to That's great. look those up. Yeah, that sounds you, great. you can find them online. I don't know. Uh, they're because Mini babies. Yeah, that that series that has the doggy dog one and the bad hair day one is kind of a later series, so they weren't quite as popular when that one came out. So those two are a little harder to find, but you might That's be able to get cool. them for like twenty bucks or something like that on eBay. Okay, that's not too bad. No, <laughs> I wonder if uh, you know if Al hears this episode, then. Uh, when Steve leaves the stage on eBay, he could buy some dog eat dog uh, bad hair day mini babies yeah. on eBay. <laughs> Maybe. Well, there there were two kids in front of Allison and I uh, tonight that were about like eight or nine, um, and as soon as they started dog eat dog, those kids just went like wild. Wow! So it, that really surprised me that it was. From that song that they were like right. really excited. That a little kid, that would be their uh, big song. Yeah. Wow. So I, th- I think maybe what happened was they got some of the meaty babies, and that just <laughs> like got them really into Dog Eat Dog. So that's so cool. Blair just brought up a picture. It's like a, a big dog eating a little dog. <laughs> big teeth. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> dog Eat love Dog. It. I love it. Um. Well, Al said this is the uh, this is the time of the show you've all been dreading the harpsichord solo. <laughs> oh wow! And then hey. very very distinctly, uh, uh, I heard someone who sounded very similar to Allison Parsons yell, "El Maestro." <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to confirm, deny, or... It was me. <laughs> I'm guilty. <laughs> well, of course, Harpsichord Solo leads into Melanie, and um, we were treated to the uh, the lights that we like to call either the fingernail clipping lights or the toenail clipping lights. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So they were in full view, and um, did anyone else besides me hear the meow? After giving a mohawk to your cat. Did you guys catch that? Yeah. Nope. You didn't hear it? No. You hear it? I've heard it before. I heard, I heard it here tonight. So, I've heard it before, but I didn't notice tonight. Oh. It is, it is. You really have to listen for it. I, I usually lean forward and, like a dog, direct my ear towards Bermuda. Um, even though that's not how the mix works. But uh, <laughs> it seems to help me. So I did catch it tonight. Does Al usually pull the mic off and hold it during Melanie, or? I was wondering that. I wasn't sure. Yeah, Al Al uh, was holding it. Yeah, yeah, he was holding the mic out of the stand, and I, I didn't notice he had done that for any of the other songs, and I hmm. was wondering if that was something that he just does during Melanie, or if it was something specific tonight um, with his voice or whatever. I don't know. I didn't notice that he was holding it. Until he put it back at the end of the song, oh, yeah. and then it, that made me wonder. Um, yeah, that is that's a good point. I wonder. Um, after this song, Steve got up and left, and Ruben uh, left, and Al was talking about how he was at a party, 
um, discussing famous, important, influential. Uh, who is the most famous, important, influential person? And um, they listed he listed a number of people like Socrates, Confucius, uh, Da Vinci, and uh, Martin Luther King. Uh, and he said, "I learned an important thing that night that will always stay with me." My friends are idiots. And then he, uh, of course, played <laughs> CNR, which uh, featured the tambourine, a.k.a. the Jingle Dingle. But I don't know what happened yeah. to it at the end of Airline Amy, but it was not on his table because uh, the song was about to start and Al was sort of like uh, trying to find it on the floor. <laughs> I thought that he dropped it behind himself during after Airline Amy. Yes, I thought that that He too. tossed it behind him like he does like with the cup sometimes. How he'll... Oh, he did that? <laughs> yeah, I think so. It wasn't really a talk, but more almost that like, drop it to the side kind of thing. Like, oh, I'm done with this for the night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he picked it up off the floor when, uh, when CNR was coming on. Yeah. <laughs> but it looked like he, he was sort of like panicking, trying to find it a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and... Uh, during CNR, there was no Gene Rayburn. Giddy up! Uh, there was no no callouts oh. like that. Mm-mm. So back to just the uh, more, I guess, album version. Uh, so then, interesting. After CNR, uh, was there a, was there a making sweet sweet love to a manatee pelvic thrust? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not there. just from Al. <laughs> <laughs> I can confirm that <laughs> yeah. from a few of us in this room. <laughs> CNR, I thought was the song that that most uh, that Al had a few voice issues with. Did anyone else think that hear anything from CNR? I felt like I didn't notice. Yeah, I, I don't know, but that's that is a tough song if you're if your throat's sore or something. I would think, um, but no, I, I guess I was too enamored by the pelvic thrust to. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so after the song, Al said, uh, when Steve came back, Steve hates that last song. And Steve nodded and plugged his nose. (laughs) 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 Um, And then Al Al said something like, um, you know, I'm known for, you know, people, when they think of my music, they think of uh, my songs being funny. He said, although some YouTube comments... I've read some YouTube comments that say none of my songs are funny. Uh, he said, um, the next song, it's not funny or ironic. It's just about, you know, nostalgia, childhood, and adolescence. And, um, of course, it was good old days. Yep. Yep. <laughs> just yep. like the woman who heard emo say uh, yep <laughs> yep <laughs> that's, that's I why have, i said it <laughs> i didn't have anything uh to report on good old days uh the only thing i, I do okay. um i noticed uh whenever i hear the song now when it gets to the part of uh sweet michelle i can't help but think of the illustrated al and that part in the um comic by uh, Jeff McClellan and Jeff McComsey is uh, that's where <laughs> the spatula hotline shows up. The three, four, seven spatula hotline, the official hotline of Dave and Ethan's 2000 podcast. So now when I hear that song, yes. I think about um, the spatula hotline. <laughs> Rightly so. Me too. <laughs> uh, Al started talking about how the, the big day was less than 11 months away. 
so uh, everyone's thinking, when are you going to play some Christmas music? And Al said, uh, this song was written in 1986, and luckily it gets more uh, topical every year, and it was Christmas at Ground Zero. That's really cool. You got to hear both of the Christmas songs out on this little leg of the tour. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was super thrilled to hear Christmas at Ground Zero. And as soon as they got ready to start Christmas at Ground Zero, you may, in the past couple uh, concert reviews, remember uh, that Allison and I have a theory that whenever <laughs> they play the song, it gets cold in there. Well, the little uh, girl that was uh, eight uh, up in the row in front of us, uh, she also confirmed that it got cold in there. <laughs> So she turned around and told us, you it got no. cold, or you yeah, asked I, her. I like nudged Jeremy. I was like, "Do you feel that?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "It's cold, right?" And he's like, "Yeah." And then the girl in front of me, she was like nodding her head. Wow. She agrees too. It got cold. Wow. Did, did anybody else feel wow. the, the wave of coldness? Come on, guys. It got cold. I swear. <laughs> there was some time during the show that I was getting a little bit warm, though. So I, don't know. <laughs> I was just filled with the holiday spirit, like I am all year long. <laughs> well, now how do you like it? Exactly. Um, well, you know, I think uh, those of us who uh, have attended uh, the first, either of the first two shows this tour. Uh, this little section, I guess, uh, or those who know about um, Nature Trail to Hell were pretty surprised when next they played Nature Trail to Hell again with the brand new intro, uh, which is uh, paying homage to f- uh, Funeral funeral for a Friend, um, the Elton John song. And uh, again, I, I absolutely love it. This is uh, the definitive way to hear Nature Trail to Hell live, as far as I'm concerned. I was, I was mentioning to you at dinner from the previous night. I'm like, that was never one of my favorite songs, but from last night, that was one of my favorite performances, and tonight it was, too. I'm as happy with that as I am with the harpsichord intro to Melanie that they yeah. that uh, Ruben continues on uh, while Al is still singing. Uh, when I first heard that on this uh, tour, I was like, oh, it's great. You know, yeah. I mean... You know, I like the, you know, Al coming in um, uh, acapella, and that, you know, that was good as well, but I like the Harvest Chord, and this intro to Nature Trail Hell, awesome. Yeah. Really builds up to it. And it's so long, too. Mm-hmm. Like, that could be its own thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really great. Um, Very cool. I'm excited to hear it. Hopefully, hopefully at one of the Hawaii shows, I get to hear that. I hope you get to. Um, when uh, when Al says hacks up two or three in every scene, very consistently we've seen him uh, slash his hands like a karate chop for hacks up, and just like uh, stab him in the face, there was no uh, there was huh. no hand movement for that. So I think Al just wanted it to be a less violent Interesting. Uh, show today. Um, and uh, again, uh, we're we're continuing on where Bermuda's doing the screams, no pre-recorded screams. And we actually were treated to a bonus uh, scream 
<laughs> after the uh, the one oh. she does, uh, he did a little quick like ah. <laughs> so after Al got done with his evil maniacal laugh, then there was an extra an extra Bermuda scream after that. Oh man, I like, I what? lost what it. I could not stop laughing. <laughs> uh, it was great. Um. Oh boy! Oh well, this was uh, this was the time where uh, Al said that uh, we're nearing the end of the show, and people were sad. And he said, "You know how uh, the passage of time works." <laughs> and uh, he started talking about, um, you know, the story about America, you know, in a, a broad sense. And uh-huh. um, I, I was trying to take notes, and I just I I did not get great notes. Uh, for this intro, but of course he, he talked about, um, how, you know, if, if Al, you know, if, if Al's going to be singing a song about a twine ball, one may expect that it's going to be about the biggest ball of twine in the world. Uh, but he said, no, this one is more special. It's about, uh, a ball of twine that was, uh, built by one man. And he talked about Francis A. Johnson and how he, uh, he built the ball and uh, rolled it into Darwin, Minnesota and um, am I missing anything? Uh, did he say something about like dozens of people have seen it or something? Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. He did say every that. Year, every year, dozens. Yeah, right. every year, dozens of people see it in the, uh, the Pagoda <laughs> in, uh, in Darwin, Minnesota. And uh, then, of course, uh, proving Jeremy's theory wrong. Uh, Al played biggest was... ball of twine in Minnesota. <laughs> Jeremy, what do you... I, I feel like I, I should, yeah, I feel like I should address that. Um, I'm sorry uh, to uh, all the people <laughs> of uh, Discover Darwin. Um, I should have never said that he won't play twine ball again. Yeah, we we are living in twine ball time. Today. <laughs> well, so if we're living in twine ball time and Weird Al's doing a concert, he's gonna be playing twine ball. Well, I, I do want to point out uh, what Jeremy is wearing. He was so confident that Al was going to continue only playing Albuquerque that he wore a Jerry's Bait Shop T-shirt. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, Jeremy, you were wrong. Al did not retire Biggest Ball Twine in Minnesota. Uh, it was back in full force, and it was uh, it was a great treat to get to hear. But I, I do appreciate if he's going to if he is going to be able to continue uh, with Twine Ball. That he does continue to keep that intro correct and good with my suggestion that, uh, you know, Francis uh, Johnson uh, did not, you know, have the ball there. He brought it there. He rolled it there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He, he continues to, uh, to, to. So I appreciate Al keeping that uh, historically accurate. And, and Jeremy, remind me, you, you uh, set the story straight on that story. Uh, on 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 our podcast, so um, yet again, Dave, uh, what a great influence! Yet, yet again, we have uh, making the show better <laughs> for everyone, and uh, I mean everything from making sure that you know the uh, biggest ball of twine is historically the introduction is historically accurate. You know, I'm guessing he didn't do Albuquerque, but you know, of course, uh, you know, fixing the. Uh, the hermaphrodite definition in, in Albuquerque, <laughs> and of course, the most important one of all, those suggesting those blue lights. For That's, the right. Blue. That's right. That's <laughs> right. 
uh, without saying it, we suggested them. Um, <laughs> now, uh, I had a couple things I wanted to mention. Uh, one thing was <laughs> uh, when it came to the part of uh, picking up the hitchhiker, um, instead of saying uh, he, Bernie was holding a sign, Al said he was hiding a sign. Did anyone else catch that? Or hear that? <laughs> uh, as soon as he said it, Blair and I just looked at each other like, what? <laughs> I thought you said he was Harding the sign. Oh, Harding? Yes. I heard Harding. Um, and we had, a, after the the recording last night, we had a conversation with uh, our new friend Jillian, and we learned some a lot of really cool, interesting things about uh, exotic animals that she, she owns and breeds. And um, Jillian, uh, as it turns out, is actually a tarantula breeder. And she uh, technically has a tarantula ranch. She's over 50 tarantulas. And um, wow. I'm surprised that didn't somehow come up last night. Uh, uh, yeah. How did how did that not get in the conversation? <laughs> but, of course, in the song, Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota, tarantula ranch is, is mentioned. And uh, David did get me thinking that um, when it comes time uh for one of us to move on from the podcast it'll be very easy to contact jillian uh for a new co-host i I know we have an in this is great i thought you already (laughs) fired me earlier for getting the jeopardy question wrong so uh well i may need to have our intern frank contact uh, jillian and get something set up get the tarantula all set um this was also a point in the show where i realized that steve was no longer wearing sunglasses he was wearing regular glasses so I wonder if during CMR oh. he switched them out. Um. Interesting. That's a little asterisk in the uh, spreadsheet there. Yes. You know, the <laughs> sunglasses and regular glasses. Yep. Wow. Yep. Both of them were in, uh, in on on display. Um, and then I don't believe Al does this at the uh, concerts where Albuquerque is is uh, the final song before the encore. But Al introduced the band uh, before "Thank You, Good Night," and uh, oh, very nice. So we got to we got to learn who was in the band. Um, mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> then it was the time where they're on stage and they're doing the um, you know the uh, they're pretending they're backstage before uh, the encore starts. And um, I'll talk about first Ruben and Steve. They went and they 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 sat on. Uh, Ruben's platform, and then uh, Al, he did the regular old stuff where he, you know, wipes his armpits, ch- uh, checks his phone, and then at one point he went over and he sat right between Ruben and Steve uh, on that, um, and Jim was just uh, um, tuning his guitar, but Bermuda had a very, very productive um, time on stage. Uh, first off, he dried off his armpits, he started cleaning his glasses, <laughs> He then started wiping down Kimo's guitar. He wiped down the uh, the the glass in front of the drums. He wiped off the bongo and he cleaned his chimes. So <laughs> Bermuda wow. got a lot accomplished uh, in a very short amount of time. He was very busy. He he also right after he polished Jim's guitar, he also polished Jim's back. Oh. Just a <laughs> Uh, Alex and I, <laughs> I will give you a Bermuda tonight. Seat, so you can see that wow! So uh, I, I just dropped 
recorder, so hopefully that didn't sound too loud. Uh, but uh, let's say uh, <laughs> I think that deserves uh, John Bermuda Schwartz. What a guy uh, coming through and, and yeah. really uh, cleaning up for everyone, helping out the crew. Uh, so then Al said, um, you know, we're he's going to take an audience request, um, and it can be any song. Doesn't need to be, um, you know, one of their songs. And everyone shouted at once. And I'm curious what everyone shouted. Uh, I will say I shouted David Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast theme song. Um, what did uh, anybody else want to share what they shouted? I shouted Peaches since I was right in front of Peaches. Oh, okay. <laughs> Freebird. You shouted Freebird? Okay. Freebird. Anyone else? Shout. I shouted North Korea polka. Oh, okay. Nice. That would have been interesting. Oh, North Korea polka. Deep cut. <laughs> I was talking about it recently on one of the more recent uh, podcasts or something they just did. So it was on my mind that yeah. he had brought it up recently. So I thought, well, <laughs> if he's still thinking about it, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe he had his prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, Al said that, um, surprisingly, the uh, request was pretty unanimous from the uh, audience. And uh, he said, uh, are you ready, Jim? Uh, uh, are you ready if we try this one? <laughs> and uh, uh, incredibly, the uh, audience request was for Land of One- A Thousand Dances by Wilson Pickett. Wow. And um, for the third time this show... Uh, Al went and he picked up the Jingle Dingle Tambourine and uh, at one point was playing it during the song. So the tambourine cool. got a, a lot Very of mileage cool. today. Uh, <laughs> um, after that, uh, we went into the final song of the night, the Unplugged Medley, which features Amish Paradise, Smells Like Nirvana, White and Nerdy, Word Crimes, Yoda, and the Yoda Chant. And uh, I do have uh, two things I wanted to talk about during this. Um, <laughs> a guy who was uh, kind of in front of Blair and I uh, during Yoda. Um, <laughs> I've never seen anyone do this before. And I kind of hope I never see it again. Uh, <laughs> instead of like waving a flashlight or a lighter, the guy just like he gave a thumbs up, but he like kind of squished the thumb down and then was just waving his thumb back and forth. <laughs> and I just could not stop laughing. <laughs> it was like he was holding up a lighter, but it was just his thumb. And it was great. It was Maybe so was stupid. Miming. Yeah. And what? He was miming me that lighter. Yes, he was miming having a lighter. Uh, oh, I love it. It was hilarious. Uh, and so then instantly I started doing that <laughs> and I think I'm going to do it from now on. <laughs> I want other people to have the experience I had of, uh, laughing at someone doing something so stupid. <laughs> service I can provide. That is incredible. That, that is, that is an Ethan suggestion and that one deserves, that one deserves some music. Cause, cause I am signing off on that. Cause that is brilliant. What's the Ethan suggestion? <laughs> that everybody do mime what you're holding a lighter. <laughs> okay. During. <laughs> Just a thumbs up. Just a, a know what your own suggestion is. Yeah. 
Um, does anyone have anything about the unplugged medley before we talk about what happened after the unplugged medley? So, um, after the unplugged medley, um, uh, actually, they did this last night. I don't think we noticed we mentioned it, but uh, Jim took a little video of the audience last night. Well, tonight, Jim again, as he had has done uh, previously on the tour, um, had his phone and he was like kind of doing a selfie mode of the audience and Al did a face and everything. And then Jim was kind of whipping the phone around trying to get the whole audience. And it slipped out of his hand and fell right into Al's head. It oh. bounced off his head and went on the floor. <laughs> so they were oh. very surprised um, for that to happen. And uh, I have that the show officially ended at 9.36 p.m. Uh, oh, nice early show. Yeah, it was. Uh, but it was 10.36 your time, Dave, over at uh, Burrito Burrito <laughs> time. Yes. <laughs> That's how time zones work. Right, good. right. Well, just, just want to make sure you knew. Um, and uh, <laughs> again, third show in a row, we did not have uh, the time warp at the end of um, the uh, walkout music. We also so. did not have the same song as the first two nights, so they played Mountain Sound tonight after the show. Oh, I'm glad you paid attention because I couldn't figure out what it was. Um. But we, uh, you know, we, we talked so much last episode um, about how the the security and the, the people at the venue last night were sort of um, <laughs> mean, I guess. It's, I mean, the guy called me an a-hole. So I think I, I think it's fair to. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you hadn't heard this, but the uh, security, the, the cop who was at the front. Um, I, I can tell you the whole story later, but essentially, um, I, I, I was looking for, uh, a trash can and, and he got upset and he called me an a-hole. Um, so it was, uh, it was sort of a, uh, a, a very weird moment. Um, but, uh, with as, as terrible as they were last night, this was like some of the absolute nicest, most wonderful volunteers and venue staff um, we've ever seen. I think we all I separately yes. commented on how great they were. Actually, during the intermission, I accidentally uh, uh, went into the men's restroom. Uh, the door swung and I almost knocked over a security guard oh, <laughs> inside no. of the door. And he couldn't have been nicer about it. He didn't he, call you an a-hole? No. <laughs> he said, thank you. Thank you for doing that. that so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I can help you out. So, but I was like, Another great thing about this venue, concessions reasonably priced. Yeah. Yes. I, I didn't go to concessions, but oh. afterwards, uh, someone, yeah, I don't know who pointed out to me. Uh, what was water? Like two bucks or something? Yeah. Yeah. Soda was three bucks. Uh, beer and wine was five bucks or six bucks. Yeah, the venue yesterday, it, a bottle of water was five bucks. At this place tonight, a bottle of water. Wow. Bucks. Yeah. It yeah. was, it was beer, like restaurant there's... prices yeah. instead of gouging right. uh, venue prices, Disney World prices. It was, uh, yes, it was, um, that was so cool. So Popcorn was two bu- or three bucks. Candy bars were two bucks, you know. Yeah, I mean it's it's not going to be as cheap as when you go to the grocery store, but that's a reasonable price. So yeah, I think that's really cool. And venues uh, are respectful, and they're not uh, price gouging people. 
And also, uh, I heard at the end of the night, Marnie was also giving a lot of credit to the venue staff that came to help her. Uh, she originally thought that she was going to be selling by herself uh, tonight because they hadn't given her really any heads up on the help that she was going to have. Uh, but the two people, she said, were just phenomenal that worked with her tonight. They, all, they almost completely sold out of all the merchandise uh, tonight because they're like, sectioning it off to make sure to have some for, for each, each yeah show. yeah uh, she gave them a lot of props on that as well yeah it's a really uh really cool venue i i wanted to mention also uh they had a um a number of cloth uh I, I don't know the best way to describe it but i guess cloth show posters uh so like kind of right in the lobby is this big i don't yeah, know it's almost yeah a banner but it was printed on cloth and uh, it had the, you know, they had the Weird Al huh. um, poster, and then it said sold out on the bottom, and uh, hanging up in the lobby, also around, um, and the v- multiple levels were old or upcoming uh, similar ones for different shows. So it was actually really cool, and um, it would have looked great in, cool. in either of our collections, Dave, but uh, <laughs> it does not seem like something they get rid of. It seems like they proudly display uh, especially when there's a big sold out uh, written across it. Um, right. Very cool. Very cool. Now we uh, we exited the the uh, theater, and Allison made a very important discovery. Uh, are you awake? <laughs> Do you want to talk about I'm this? I'm awake. <laughs> yeah, we were we were just walking, and you had walked past it like you would have just never seen it, but there was like a. There's like a little display box on the wall with what did the thing even say? It was like Weird Al. It said Weird Al Return of the Vanity Tour opening act twenty minutes intermission twenty minutes Weird Al ninety minutes. So it wasn't accurate, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a, a little sign right outside, and um, uh, nice. we decided. Uh, so Blair and I had a there was a complimentary coat check. And uh, uh, we asked one of the volunteers, like, hey, I said, can I have this? And they said, uh, yeah, just to go ask that guy with the gray hair. So I went over and I asked the guy with the gray hair and he said, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I went over and uh, <laughs> the guy who told me to go talk to the guy with the gray hair helped me get it out. And uh, I got to add that to my collection. And um, cool, uh, gray hair guy, turns out his name was Earl. And uh, Blair had a brief conversation with him. <laughs> yeah. After Ethan walked over, after Ethan left Earl and I, the coat check, Earl says, uh, uh, oh, yeah, he says, um, he's he's uh, he's going to go take that? What, what's he want that for? Uh, a souvenir? He must be really desperate. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And I said, well, he's a collector. And Earl goes, oh, well, I bet it's going to be worth a lot of money. (laughs) Very sarcastically. So not only was the venue staff nice, they were hilarious as well. Yeah, That's awesome. I think it must have been Earl that asked, like, he came all the way from New York for this? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he goes, he didn't come from New York for this. (laughs) Yeah, he did. Just for the sign. Yeah. I also like the, uh, it might have been the same guy when you were doing the coat check and you, the time was 30 minutes and then after 
came back a couple minutes later and it was 20 minutes. And the guy, the, the, yeah, come back next time. It's going to say 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they were, uh, it was great. And Arrow was great and a uh, great sense of humor. Um, but, you know, as soon as I got that sign, uh, we're thinking, man, I bet Dave is going to be pretty disappointed if he doesn't get one of the signs. Because we figured there were two entrances. There were probably two of those signs. We already had explicit permission from Earl. Uh, so we went over. And sure <laughs> enough, at the other uh, theater uh, entrance, there was yet another sign. Wow. Allison, do you want to give us any updates? Uh, well, there was two of them. And it's like, uh, you know, one for one for Ethan and one for Allison, because I'm the one who noticed it. So, <laughs> sorry, Dave. Um, sorry, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, but you know, I, I can't. I couldn't argue with Allison. Well, um, that, no, that, that is that is that is sound logic, Allison. That that is acceptable. <laughs> but uh, do know that when Ethan puts his up on eBay, I am not going to bid on it. So it, the price does not go up. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to torture. Yeah. Well, you're going to be out of your price range anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I think Earl's going to bid on you're, it. You're, <laughs> too. I think he regretted letting me have it once he saw how uh, sought after it was. Yes. <laughs> um, so after uh, after we uh, we got the signs and we did a little photo shoot with him, uh, I was approached by uh, – Another person wearing the really cool Hawaiian shirt that Dustin's wearing right now. And uh, the person introduced himself as Richard Bergauer, our Patreon supporter and uh, oh, longtime yeah. listener. And I, I had no idea who's going to be at the show. And frankly, I, I didn't know what he looked like or anything. And it was uh, it was a really a great surprise and a great treat to get to uh, cool. meet him. And we got a picture and... I uh, made sure he had some wooden nickels, and uh, <laughs> excellent. He, he was also sporting an appearance that was similar to Al's. Now, instead of an appearance that he's had in several years, I've got to see him back uh, several tours uh, and became friends with him. Uh, but his his mother helped him like style his uh, hair or gave him the idea to style his hair more like more like Al. Oh, cool. Uh, so yeah, it was cool to see uh, <laughs> to see Rich. Yeah, I I, uh, I was very, very cool, happy very to cool. to get to meet him, and uh, he was also wearing uh, a checkerboard Vans, so it was very cool. And uh, we we posed in front of uh, uh, the the cloth poster. Um, <laughs> Excellent. And uh, that was the show. I think that was everything. Um, we uh, were walking back to our car, and we're sort of um, right on the opposite side of the venue from uh, where our park, where we parked. So instead of walking the path we came, we just we're like, oh, well, we'll just finish the uh, the perimeter, and and we ended up walking past um, you know the tour buses. And as we're walking by, some guys like kind of on the cell phone, and he goes, "Hey, Ethan." And it was Bermuda. He was on the phone with his wife. And uh, he's like, uh, are you going to be in Saginaw? I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, I'll talk to you there. And then he walked away. <laughs> so brief appearance from Bermuda. Awesome. Um, I like that he said, I'm on the phone with uh, my wife. Uh, he, he, he pointed to his wedding ring first. He goes, oh, he did? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he goes, I'm on, he, he is on the cell, on his cell phone. And he goes, 
he just kind of motioned to oh, his okay. the ring on his finger. <laughs> and then everyone was like, whoa. <laughs> He's like, my wife. I'm talking to my wife. And so we all uh, we all met up here at the uh, Best Western, uh, wherever wherever we are, Springfield, and um, uh, we asked the uh, person, the woman at the front desk, or someone who was talking to the woman at the front desk. Someone was asking her about um, if they have a conference room we can go to. And she's like, well, there's an exercise room that you can go to. And there was only one chair there, and that was the exercise bike. So um, <laughs> we all ended up uh, piling into my hotel room, and uh, she let us uh, take chairs down from the lobby and uh, very accommodating oh, wow. hotel. Uh, so that's how we all made it here into uh, to the hotel room, and we got to record this. So Excellent. Um, Excellent. It was a lot of fun. Now, uh, I guess, Dave, I have to choose – your pick of the night, and then you have to pick your pick of the night. Yes, and Ooh. then we have to have Frank <laughs> play a song. And um, is anybody else yeah, want to really complicated? Guess what Dave's pick may be. Uh, is there any obvious choices? I'm not sure. This one seems don't, like uh, it. it yeah, don't reveal one. it. Just if you if you want to pick, write it down uh, so I can't see it. Which I can't see it if you write it down. Uh, it looks like Blair's gonna yeah, write down a, a guess. I, I'm. Okay. I don't think I've gotten this right before. So uh, <laughs> I've been on a losing streak lately. It's always, yeah, Ethan hasn't been. Uh, Ethan and I haven't been in sync with these uh, recently. Yeah, it's almost as if like you're not even at the show, Dave. It's, <laughs> it's... I know. <laughs> well, I waited. Well, you, you got the one the other. You got the one the other day correctly. Correct because it was so obvious. Well, right. Uh, yeah. Which one it was going to be? But this is. Uh, yeah, this one's a little bit. Uh, oh, hmm. I'm still still figuring it out. I will. Uh... You're gonna okay. Jason's writing one I down. Think I know. I'm, I'm showing folks which one I I'm guessing. Um, looks like, uh, Blair, uh, agrees with me and, um, we also have a, oh, wow. have a oh. guess from, uh, from Jason. So, um, pressure. Okay. Okay. So we're, we're all sort of in agreement. One of the, one of these two songs, um, uh, Dave, I guess, is it time for you to start talking and before you reveal your pick of the night? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, th- <laughs> this is tough. I don't know. I, I really, I really, uh, I, oh, so I guess I would probably throw, this isn't my pick yet, but I would probably throw Velvet Elvis in the mix, uh, because, uh, starting off the show with Velvet Elvis, I know they start off with O Fortuna, but I mean, Velvet Elvis starting off the show, uh, sounds amazing. Um, the story that you gave for, uh, or that Al gave for uh, Ruben's biopic, Young, Dumb, and Ugly, sounded hysterical. So I think uh, I think that one would go in the mix. <laughs> Ooh, ah. Tough, tough, tough. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of good know. a lot of good uh, songs tonight. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I, we, I have heard "Land of a Thousand Dances." I think we heard that at. I think it was a cavern show. Was it a show? No. Oh, yeah. Was it? It was a cavern. No, it was. It was. It was in Minnesota, but I don't remember which of the two. Crocodile shows. Rock. What was, was, what was caverns? Oh, there was two. Nights. Oh, Crocodile Rock was 
That was one. Who was one? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I feel. I feel like I've heard "Land of a Thousand Dances" twice on this tour. We have, yeah. Uh, So I guess I. I heard. I might have heard all of them. All of the "Land of a Thousand Dances." Um, (laughs) You might have every dance. Um, "Land of One Thousand Three Dances." All right. Well, Dave, are you? (laughs) All right. So I I guess I have to pick one, right? Yeah. I mean, you you didn't go through other ones that are uh, exciting. Such as uh, you know, unexpected and hilarious things that happened that everyone in this room agreed was hilarious and a highlight for them. Um, uh, so that also happened this show. Dave forgot. I think okay. <laughs> it's late. It's two o'clock for Dave. Yeah. Uh, okay, Dave, uh, take it away. I. T- All right. I guess uh, go for it, intern Frank. It's Dave's pick of the night. <laughs> well, my real pick of the night, really, really, I really wanted it to be this song. I wanted it to be generic blues. I really did, <laughs> but apparently Al did not play that song. Have you ever had so a pick I'm of the night that actually... wasn't played? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't pick can a I song that? played last night, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I pick generic blues? No, if I can't. Then I have to pick a something else. All right, I can't. No, you can't. <laughs> I could go with young. I'll go with young, dumb, and ugly, just because of the story you uh, told about uh, it being the theme to Ruben's biopic. All right. Well, let's see the results of Ethan, Jason, and Blair's guess for Dave's pick of the night, and and Patrick also uh, co-signed with us. It's Ethan's prediction of Dave's pick of the night. Uh, So uh, three of us thought that Dave, because of the absolutely hilarious additional um, Bermuda scream, the incredible uh, new intro that you would have chosen Nature Trail to Hell as your pick of the night possibly <laughs> if i had heard it <laughs> all right and uh jason you you thought that dave would go with um i was just thinking bob because of the music video <laughs> <laughs> well unfortunately dave you got your pick oh. wrong uh yet again <laughs> Uh, no, it was, uh, it, you know, Young, Dumb, and Ugly. It was uh, exciting to hear that after being jazzed up by such a, a great intro. So, yeah, uh, you, you didn't pick as poorly as you could have, Dave. I'll give you a little bit of credit. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Well, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> I I really think it, I re- my real pick of the night is generic blues, but I'll, <laughs> I'll settle for Young, Dumb, and Ugly. All right. All right. Um, we'll put, put a little asterisk in the uh, spreadsheet for people to keep in track. And, and, uh, I'm still waiting for a, someone to make a Dave and Ethan blues. spreadsheet. I don't know what's taking so long. I well, feel like, you know. If, yeah, apparently Blair Blair has a lot of time because he listens to the episodes <laughs> multiple times. So. He's got an awful lot of time on his hands. He, he could be uh, keeping a spreadsheet. Yeah. But that would require him going back and listening for at least a third time uh, to all of these reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> it would be worth it for us. <laughs> um, 
I think that's it. Do we have anything else from anybody? Any uh, closing thoughts? Any uh, anything we may have missed from today or from the concert? Guess not. Um, <laughs> not hearing anything. <laughs> well, um, so tomorrow you apparently have a day off from touring, right? Well, we have a day off from seeing Weird Al. We do not have a day off from touring. Uh, we will be driving. Oh, are you driving tomorrow? At least eight ah. hours tomorrow. Um, oh wow! We are Jeez. headed up to Chicago, which is Holy. what? How how far is Chicago from here? People from Chicago. Well, my house is two hours and twenty minutes, and I'm about. 30 or 45 minutes away from Chicago. So I'd say a good three hours. So, yeah, so we're going to be driving about three hours up to uh, okay. the airport in Chicago. We're going to pick up uh, special guest Erin Henry. Uh, she's going to join the nice, Vandatory nice. Fun uh, caravan, and we are, will then <laughs> uh, drive an additional five hours from there <laughs> um, to where are we going? Saginaw? Um, is that in Michigan? All right. <laughs> Luckily, Jeremy knows where we're going. Uh, I cannot keep track. Good, good. Uh, at all. <laughs> but we'll be headed to Saginaw and we'll be there uh, uh, a day early, um, or at least a couple hours early for the next day's show. Um, so we, uh, we'll get off to bed. Um, Dave, thank you for, for staying up and, and uh, chatting with us and um joining in on what i this must be the most number of guests we've ever had on a uh i, I don't have the stats because yeah well, blair hasn't made the spreadsheet yet <laughs> but um, it feels like this is the most number of people i've ever seen in a hotel room this size um, well the, the well probably i think the uh, pelham the pelham show might be giving a, a run but yeah no. i don't without counting it it's you're right uh but yeah it's definitely uh been been a pleasure getting to uh to hear everyone's thoughts about this show in springfield uh home of the simpsons illinois and uh definitely uh definitely a lot of fun getting to uh to talk to of course allison jeremy blair jason dustin patrick and wendy and you too ethan and until next time That was Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent, bonus episode 46 centimeters. Well, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for coming in and jamming into my hotel room and joining us for this bonus episode. Yep. yep. Wendy was a little late. <laughs> All right, I'll uh, I'll do like a I'll, I'll do right a now. one two three with my my hand. All right, All right I can you just the thumb up. <laughs> yeah, I'll do. <laughs> All right, All right. Well, thanks everyone for coming. Yep. yep. <laughs> we'll try it one more time. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Yep. yep. Did you just not say it this time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, didn't say it. Yep. <laughs> I think you need the whole series of three things. Let's just get Wendy saying yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs>